Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Soda Pod is proudly presented by 7th Avenue Pizza. 7th Avenue Pizza produces the highest quality, best tasting frozen pizza available in the market today. If delicious toppings are what you crave, look no further. Try the meat sauce pizza today because it wails, folks. Follow them at 7th Avenue Pizza to stay current on where you can grab yours today. Get you some 7th Avenue Pizza today. Now let's get right to the show. From the wildlands of Vancouver Island, welcome to the Soda Pod. You should join me here alongside the state of Hoppy and Seth Topol. Thank you for joining us whenever and wherever. You are listening. We're here for another prediction show, this time in the third round, the conference final round. And boy, do we have some upsets this round, boys? I mean, we just started recording this like literally five minutes after after the New York Rangers stamped their ticket to the Eastern Conference Finals to play the Tampa Bay Lightning. I mean, I think that was an upset. I think it was an upset going to Game 7, let alone defeating the Carolina Hurricanes. Before we get into our predictions, boys, like let's just dive into this series right now. I mean, Hoppy, frauds, do you still think the Rangers are frauds? They just took down the Carolina Hurricanes. The only bigger fraud than the New York Rangers is Barry Melrose, who's on my TV right now, breaking down the Tampa Bay Lightning and what he likes and dislikes about that team. This is the same Barry Melrose that decided that Steven Stamkos wasn't ready for the NHL and basically almost ruined him forever. I mean, I would argue the Edmonton Oilers are just as much frauds as the New York Rangers, but all right. All right. Uh, Seth? Still frauds. Still frauds. I mean, can you win a game on the road? Like, just... I And it's it's so bizarre, like, seeing a team just look like a completely different version of themselves on the road as opposed to at home. And I mean, it it came down to the goaltending for, uh, for the hurricanes. Igor Shesterkin was uh, good enough in this series to keep them in a handful of games and good enough to win a couple of others. So it it came down to the goaltending, some clutch goals, but that was just a bizarre showing by uh, the Hurricanes in a game seven. Like, wh- what's going on here? Flat. They came out flat, dude. Like, where was where was Aho? Was he hiding? Like, honestly, did you guys notice him at all that game? I didn't. It felt it felt eerily similar to another game six that I just watched. Oh boy, a couple of weeks ago. At this point, are we already three weeks? Two or three weeks out. It's, it's hard weeks. to remember. It feels like it's it feels like months since the the wild were eliminated, but similar performance. <laughs> I mean, I thought it started okay for Carolina in this game. So many calls that like I'm not stating like whether it's like aggressive or not by the refs, but at the end of the day, that takes so much momentum, so much continuity on what you're trying to build for your game plan. And Brandon Moore said as much when they asked him about it in between periods, but I think it started okay for them. And as soon as the Rangers got those two, which I mean, what's your goalie going to do on that? Sorry. Yeah. Uh, On the second one. Sorry. The first one, meh. I think he might've been screened on the Fox goal, but I, I just, it looked okay at first. And then as soon as the Rangers got ahead by two, 
Carolina was chasing and trying to completely change their game when they should have just stuck to it. They panicked a bit too. You could tell. I think all around, like like coaching and players alike, probably were like, "Fuck!" Like we, this is not the situation we wanted to be. You know what was it like? 10, 10 was it? Ten minutes into the game, they were down by two. Uh, somewhere in something there. like that. You know, pr- early enough where you're like, "Oh man!" Like now it's just like instead of playing our game going into this, you know, maybe just down by one or even like zero zero. Now you you really have to climb. And it's like climb back to setting it to you know a zero zero game or a tie game like back to square one and then implementing your plan. I mean, God, especially in a, in an elimination game, I imagine that's just so gutting. Well, and wasn't it when the Hurricanes scored their fir- first goal, uh, didn't the Rangers score like 40 seconds or something later? Like they, they had yeah, they the, scored a fifth one after that. Yeah. Yeah. The instant answer for, uh, for that goal. And you know, that just, that just sucks the life out of you. Hoppy, and I, and I know, like, it's the shtick, but you're also very much a believer of them. Yeah, it's not frauds. a shtick, dude. I believe it. Do you give any cre- credit to the coaching in this in this round anyways? Because Brendan Moore is a hell of a coach, and and I know you think Gallant's overrated. Do you, think, nice. he did a good, did, do you I, think he did a good job in this series? Overrated is not what I said. I said that he shouldn't be nominated for the Jack Adams. <laughs> In okay. this season, that's got nothing to do with him. I just thought there were more deserving options. Fair he's enough. had a great coaching year, and I think he's done a good job with the squad he has in front of him. I don't know that he particularly did anything crazy in this series. Like he and Brendamore both kind of stood pat for a lot of it, but he, I mean, made more changes than Brendamore, I guess. But I, no, I mean, he is what he is. I don't think he's much of a tactician. I think he's a guy that gets the guys in the right headspace, kind of like a Dino, just maybe a little bit less personable and buddy, buddy about it. Um, but no man, for me, it first off all kudos to Shesterkin. When I said, when I said hurricanes in four, I gave the caveat that if Shesterkin remembers how to play hockey, the Rangers might win. So there we are. Uh, I, I do think it was, I do think it was a lot more than that though. I don't like the, the team looked a lot different this series than they did against Pittsburgh. And there were times where they looked down, but, the Rangers absolutely came to life and are playing some of their best hockey of the year, which is why I still, until I see them do it this next series against Tampa, like I, I don't fully believe it because this is the peak. This isn't oh, yeah. the regular for them. This is the best that they've played. And I just don't know that it's sustainable, especially when they run into the first starting goalie that they've played the entire postseason. They've wow. Shesterkin has beaten two backups and two third string goalies throughout his entire course of this postseason. Andre Vasilevsky, not sure if you've heard of him. He's okay, I guess. Dude, this is the big this is the big leagues now. And I can't wait because it's a good test for him too. Because okay, now you're going against a team that is on it. Like and the Carolina Hurricanes for how amazing they were in the regular season, they're still young. Whereas like you still have to adapt to playoff hockey where veterans who've been there before. I mean what better example than the Tampa Bay Lightning? Back-to-back cups, how are you? I mean, the Carolina Hurricanes, credit to them. They, they made it this far in the playoffs, um, and they still have some growing to do because their core is very, very young. I mean, Justin Williams is not on that team. <laughs> he ain't going to stamp their way into, you know, he's Mr. Game 7. He's not on that team right now. So so there you go. But um, I do oh. think that, like, this is a massive test for the New York Rangers, who are honestly a little bit, if you look at just like a developmental curve and uh, the time of their quote unquote rebuilds, like they're still behind, you know, Carolina, Carolina is pretty established of what the team is. They're just young and need some more experience. Whereas like the Rangers still have a few more years for their young guys to, who are still like in the system and stuff like that to, to grow and them to actually make some moves to, to be that team to actually go for it. So this is going to be a great learning experience. I mean, nobody thinks they're going to get by the Tampa Bay lightning. Let's be honest. And we can start there with this prediction right here, segue into it because that's just realistic, but hey, it's just Sturkin. And if some of these other players and, and the team continues to play as good as they are now, I mean, they're going to make it a good series. They made it a good series against Carolina Hurricanes. What's to say that they're at least not going to squeeze a game out? Or if they get swept, they're not going to make them really, really competitive games. I mean, I, I did a, a watch along for the THPN YouTube channel on, um, I think it was game six. Yeah, game six. And I was blown away with how the Rangers are playing. Like, yes. The Carolina Hurricanes outshot them, really came on late in that game. So Shesterkin, yes, showed why he's so amazing and, you know, helped them win. But overall, if I didn't look at the shots, I would have thought the Rangers outshot the team. It was just like they looked like the better team. I don't know. Um, as far as, like, giving a prediction right away before I hand it, on, hand it off here, I think, like, five games. 
Tampa Bay takes it. I want to give credit to Shesterkin for and the team for winning a game, not just stealing one, like actually winning one. And then maybe the other games being tight. I mean, Seth, what are your thoughts? You may beat Vasilevsky in this series once, but you're probably not going to beat him twice. Look, it's a Tampa Bay Lightning team that has seen everything in the last couple of postseasons. They're ready for anything. They have done this without arguably their best player in Braden Point. And mm. it just they just have a mix of players that have been so battle-tested over these last couple of postseasons. Now, as you alluded to, the Rangers are kind of on the, the come-up. And so they may, especially early in the series, they may give uh, some fight to the Lightning. But I think as this series goes on, Tampa Bay is just going to they're going to smell that uh, that ultimate goal, which is to uh, to get the three P done. And I think as the series goes on, I think they're going to slowly kind of suck the life force out of this Rangers team. So I'll say uh, I'll say Lightning in five. And Seth, you mentioned the guy that I was going to lean on for this argument. How crazy is it that the Lightning just swept the Florida Panthers, Presidents Trophy winners? without a player who is better than everyone that just played in this series. Your boy. Now they might get him back. Now they might get him back. Like, even if they don't, like, the (laughs) fact of the matter is, none of these players on the Rangers team are battle-tested and have that real playoff experience. Like, sure, Panarin was on that team that beat the Lightning, and I'm sure someone will try and bring that up and make it into a storyline for the the Lightning to get swept, because... Why not? Well, ding, ding. Hoppy is right now. Let's go. You heard That's it here first. not happening. <laughs> Clip it. <laughs> I, got a, I got a lightning sweep, so fuck you. Uh, <laughs> Rangers are frauds. There will never be a game where Vasilevsky gets outplayed by Shesterkin. And that's it for me. Like they have the the advantage on scoring. They have the better defense. Like literally the lightning are better in every conceivable way. So you're telling me that that's what's going to break through and break Vasilevsky? No. Well, and they're, so, and they're so good at shutting down the, like, let's say the Rangers would win game one or game two. They are so good at stopping that losing streak at one game to where, like, like I said, let's say you go to New York, uh, you go to Tampa Bay and it's 1-1. Um, they're not going to lose that, that second game in a row. Vasilevsky just doesn't do that. And he is, it, it seems like he's playing his best hockey at the right time. And so you get him rolling again in this series, Tampa Bay knows what they're going to need to do to get him one or two goals. And that's going to be all they need, man. And like, just, you, I'm just looking at the temp Tampa Bay's roster right now. And just like their bottom six, like it's hard to play against. Like not only are they talented, but like some of them are, are big boys. You obviously got Patty Maroon down there and you got fucking Ross Colton boys. Who the fuck is Ross Colton? 39 points this year, 22 goals. Like, like, this is what I'm saying. This is insane, this Tampa Bay team. Like, that guy played third, fourth line minutes. I don't even know who he is. And he was got 40 points this year. Are you shitting me? Like, this team is just so deadly. And if you look at it, if you really break it down and, and you even, like, rewatch some of uh, what they did to Toronto, and, and that was, you know, that was a, a longer series than what they did to Tampa Bay, or sorry, that what they did to the, the Florida Panthers. Like, this team is really on another level, much like the Avs. And if it goes to the Stanley Cup Finals, that truly is best on best. is the closest thing we're going to see to best on best hockey in a long time, guys. Well, and I mean, Isha, you nailed it there. I, do we have to get clean sweeps every series now for the Lightning the rest of the way through so that Toronto fans can just scream all summer about how they were oh. that close to winning the Stanley Cup. God, that would just be amazing. Dude. <laughs> like, well, I can legitimately see the people doing it. <laughs> buddy, honestly, t- like TSN and Sportsnet, if that happens, they have content all summer. Oh, like, for sure. They, they have hockey segments. Yeah, there'll they be have a, hockey there'll be segments. A banner in, there'll be a banner in the works. Handed Tampa Bay losses in the postseason. Oh, my God. No, t- like TSN is going to have a whole radio show called almost got the cup or something like that (laughs) so close oh Oh, man i need it now i need it so yep tampa sweep mark it down all right let's go out west to uh (laughs) the frauds of the west the edmonton oilers and can i just preface this by saying and i think all of us agree here that (laughs) that series was a bonkers 
and be one of the most fun series I've ever watched. (laughs) But deserved seven games, like god damn. And again, like credit deserved. Are you trying to insinuate that they got robbed of that opportunity? Um, there's there was one tiny little bit of robbery robbery that was in that robbery, but (laughs) robbery, robbery. Um, but I mean, it's my private robbery. I have to give credit where credit is due to, to two players in particular. I mean, I have never seen players with stronger backs than Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid because they are carrying this squad, and it's unbelievable. And Dreisaitl's doing it on one fucking foot. Insanity. Absolute insanity. And so that's why, like, nothing. I just want to say, like, nothing but respect I still fucking hate this Edmonton Fuck Oilers. There's team. zero respect. <laughs> zero respect. I Liar. hate the team. Liar. Love the players. Everything but respect. <laughs> yeah. Hate the team. Love those two players. And you know what? If they get it done, I was. I'll just. If they somehow can get it done against the Avs, I'll fucking applaud them. I will still rip the franchise to shreds. But anyways, um, what were your guys' thoughts on that Calgary? Before we get get our predictions and and close out the episode, like. Let's let's dive into the series, Seth. Like, let's dive into a Calgary Flames Edmonton Oilers. What were your expectations going in? And then after game one, what the fuck were your thoughts? I was screaming <laughs> for chaotic energy in this series, and we got it. But at the end of the day, Daryl Sutter said after the series was done, the best player in the NHL won the series. And was just well, you gotta give the whole quote because it makes it even better. Do you, do you think the best team won this series, Daryl? I think the best player won it. <laughs> Dude, and, and do you guys not agree with him 100%? No, for sure. But it it's, ama- it's an amazing quote. quote. I love um, Daryl Sutter, You know, the, what I'm going to challenge you with here, Isha, and this is going to hurt me a little bit, the Edmonton Oilers aren't as fraudulent as the Calgary Flames are. Oh no no no! They tricked us, dude. They no no. They, they fleeced the shit out of us. I believed in them. I thought they were Stop. winning the Stanley Cup this year, and they absolutely fooled us. They, I, I don't, I wouldn't take it that far. Although I, I understand your sentiment because I've been literally hearing this from Calgary Flames fans and my friends in Calgary for the last like dude. fucking weekend. But I will, I will say this. And if you look at the statistics too, I kept saying sure. something was off with Jacob Markstrom. Now I haven't even seen a report of injury yet, so it wasn't that. There will be he, one. <laughs> he just can't play against the Oilers. You look at the season statistics against him. Like that was the one team that they fucking worked him. Absolutely God. worked him. And you know what? Every goalie has a team, has a few players that just can figure them out. And I'm not, not making excuses, but we saw it. It was almost like it was uh, like revealed here that like, oh shit. Yeah. Markstrom may be one of the best goalies in the world, but McDavid and Dreisaitl and hell, Credit, I can't believe I'm saying this because he's a piece of shit again, but credit to Kane too. Like he had some outstanding games. He found his offense. He figured out Markstrom. Um, and I know there, there's obviously injuries on every team, both sides. Calgary's injuries, they were pretty bad. And I'm not, I wasn't surprised based on just watching like what is wrong with this team? What is going on? Now the big boys, they didn't fucking show up, right? Like Kachuk, Goudreau for the most part. You know, when... when and I said this to my buddy Tim, who he's a really smart hockey guy. Like, he's very reasonable, and he's a diehard Flames fan. And I said this, all due respect to Michael Backlund, but when he's the best player on your team, something is terribly wrong when you're at this point in the Stanley Cup playoffs and you have such expectations. He, Him and, and Michael Stone were the best two players on, on that team in the series. And God bless them. But that is an absolute problem, and they were exposed because of it. You know, so... I don't know. Do you guys want to talk about the goal now? <laughs> well, I'll just throw I in. I thought that's where you were going to lead. <laughs> I'll just throw in before we get to that. If you would have told me Mike Smith would have been pulled, would have given up a goal from like three quarters of the way uh, down the other end of the it ice. Was worse than Dan Cloutier, man. That was fucked. And would have still won the series. I would have said you're insane. And yeah, he didn't he, win the I mean, is there any asterisk though that says it's not all in different games? Because <laughs> I would have assumed that was all one game. <laughs> he didn't win the series. His well, numbers no, are fraudulent. Like, Holy if fuck. you would have, if you would have told me that that would have happened, I would have yeah. said, "Oh yeah, Calgary wins easy." <laughs> like they overcame, they overcame that to win. They overcame, eh, goaltending. Yeah. And you know, talking about the con- the the controversial goal there, I just want to say b- before we just dive into it a little bit that whether it would have counted or not, like 
that wouldn't have made a difference in the series overall. Maybe that game, but let's be honest, they just didn't. Well, no, have that it game would have made a big difference in the series overall because it would still exist. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the next game, it, no, but the next game, it probably would have the same outcome. Like Edmonton Oilers probably would have still dominated the Flames. Would have, out, would have still the, beaten them in overtime because they missed a. Not a just goal? overtime, oh. but just like. They would have come back and beat them. Even if the Flames led the game by two, I, I just still think it was inevitable that the Flames were going to lose that series just based on everything up until that point. Game one aside, but what even then... What can you then, base anything on up to that point? It was pure chaos. Nothing was the same from game to game. You don't think that just every <laughs> game... nothing measurable or trackable for that. You didn't, you didn't feel like watching that game every, every time, even when the Flames were up, that like it wasn't sustainable because I felt the whole time, I'm like, I never they're going to lose. I thought that every time, like, they're going to lose. And it wasn't yeah. even that. And I was rooting for them. I was just like, I just had that feeling. I was watching the okay, game. Okay, that's I was watching the Vancouver the fan in you, though. <laughs> you know you're not going to win. I could throw Minnesota examples at you guys, too. Okay, but What are you talking about? Minnesota's never lost a championship. <laughs> yeah, but they win. They lose in the second and first round. That's what we're talking about here. Oh. Um, Can't lose in the uh, Stanley Cup final if you don't get there. My, my, one, my one thing I'll say on the... The disallowed goal was the arguments that it's been was strategically pushed in 100 percent like th there's 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 no denying. wait wait so what what was the word you said though the the p word pushed there, oh. there's, there's no denying that while skate while while being checked by a player one leg up only skating on one leg with the puck still in front of them and rushing the net that you're probably still going to try somehow to direct the puck without a kicking motion. So my issue with it is just define it better in the rules. Make it, you know, section A123, kicking motion, pushed in, like just make it a little bit more clear. And then we won't have this problem because it's a gray area and you could argue both sides. And in this case, Gary Bettman in the league wanted to see McDavid go to the next round. So I'm, you know, it is what it is. Smart. That's good for the league. Got to work on goalie interference first. <laughs> and and look, I, I 100% just believe it's conspiracy and don't think it's true at all. But like at the end of the day, the Oilers going to the Western Finals is better for the NHL than the Flames yeah. because the world's going to watch McDavid and only Southern Alberta is going to watch the Flames. Oh, I would watch. You know what I mean overall, <laughs> like especially in Canada regionally. Yeah. It, it would it would it would take a huge hit. So there there could be some Gary Bettman meddling there. You know some some refs maybe maybe some refs jobs are maybe on the line. Maybe maybe the uh, people in maybe the people in Toronto are like, listen, this one's coming from big uh, big Gary B himself. Well, no 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 questions asked. <laughs> you know I would argue, Isha, Canada actually stand to gain more if Edmonton loses because then Connor's on the first private jet over to help Canada win. In the IIHF worlds, oh, man, we'll end the show with with the U.S. and Canada because I <laughs> well, actually I watched just, those. Medals. We just hit it, so. <laughs> oh man, there's there's not much else to talk about. Canada Canada had a hell of a comeback. We'll say that. We'll say that, and they got absolutely robbed because that ref, you know, NHL refing looked like fucking like the most beautiful, perfect thing I've ever seen compared to those bums in the IIHF. They literally didn't know the rules that Claude Julien was like, listen, I am allowed to challenge uh, to challenge this. It's in the rules. They're like, oh, oh, wait one sec. Go back, look in the rules. Oh, yeah, you can. It's just like, for fuck's sakes, boys. Like, honestly, Seth, how, how, how many years have you been really watching hockey now? Two, three years, like, hardcore? You could ref that fucking game better than them, honestly. But anyway. I can and I have. There you go. I, I digress. <laughs> um... Credit to Canada's fifth string for, you know, almost winning and credit to Finland for taking the gold. Um, U.S., by the way, <laughs> what a meltdown against the Czechs. Um, props to them. I believe that, it was the that first silver medal, medal ceremony was real cute. Oh, yeah. I I, uh, I think it was the first time in 10 years that the Czechs got a got a medal in the world championship. So they were pumped. They were absolutely pumped. Like there were some uh, Czechs in our live chat on the YouTube channel who were just like, we all called in sick for work, and they 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 knew they knew we were all partying. Like the the bars were like Dang. open late, and in Finland too, they put tarps over and even removed some statues from the downtown core because they knew all night everyone was just gonna be like on the rooftops going nuts. Because it's crazy that in Europe, the World Championship, Olympics, 
I mean, even like you fucking 18 and world juniors, like that's their Stanley cups over there. Right. Cause it's just a whole different way of looking at championships and, and tournaments and stuff like tournaments are a way bigger deal in, in Europe than in North America where we have just like set leagues per season. So props Finland, they deserved it other than that fucking shitty call. It was pretty much a, st- it was pretty much a stalemate throughout the Canada and Finland game. And it was, uh, it was really entertaining to watch. And I mean, I root against the U.S. for the most part. So, I mean, I was all about the Czechs fucking dominating them 8-4. to four. Yeah, dude. Hartman and Boldy. Such horrible dudes. I would cheer against them, too. They, uh, Boldy got a point. So, or two points in that game, I believe. So, shout out we to him. We got one. There you go. There you go. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in all sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs with DraftKings' same game day parlays? You can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Um, anyways, back to back on track here. Avalanche. I said earlier in an earlier segment that like the Tampa Bay Lightning just are on another level. They're on another tier. They're the elite of the elite. You guys, despite them not winning any Stanley Cups, do you put the Avs at that level too? And do you think they're just going to wash the Oilers despite the fact that McDavid plays for that team? No. Seth shaking his head. Ooh. Nope. So I'm picking the Oilers in five. Don't ask me why. Why? Because you've got McDavid, you've got Dreisaitl. Everywhere else, the Avalanche should, on paper, be the better team. But keep in mind, this is an Avalanche team that has struggled after they've gotten to, you know, the second round. Uh, I don't know. That's right, but they got past it. They've been bad in the second round. We don't know if they're good in the third round. It's and true. they're getting well, they're not they're not gonna be this they're not gonna be this time. I just I, I had every reason to believe that the Calgary Flames were just gonna wash the Oilers. We all did, and they didn't. So I think that I just think this Edmonton team is offensively rolling, and if they can get even average level goaltending, I think they uh, I think they'll win this series. Do you think the Avs will match their offense? Because they can. Like, and I know McDavid's got like what twenty six points in fucking twelve games. It's unbelievable. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to take anything away from that. But like, when Dude. the Avs turn it on, man, they can. They can be there. They can. Jake, be there. Jake Gensel has more points in the playoffs than McKinnon does, and Gensel was out after the first round. Yeah, but they, it's not two players. Like, it's they do it by committee, dude. They do it by committee. I'd, I'd argue that Kadri's work was all done by himself when they took out Bennington because that's the only reason that they advanced. Well, that's yeah, that's what I was going to say is that the Avalanche are probably here because of the fact that Jordan Bennington ended up getting injured and leaving the series. Fair, but I think that's just like, like we don't, I don't, I don't think anyone's given enough credit to the Blues as being like knocking on the door of that like upper tier of the league too because like they were able to match the Avs when healthy. You know, even depleted in some games before they before the the whole fucking floor, you know, <laughs> collapsed under them and Bennington out and some of the other players like, you know, Krug not coming back anytime soon and anything like and and things like that. But um, Dude, not not a good look for our boy Letty. Unfortunately, the one that was the sacrificial lamb for that absolute. I'd compare that to posterizing in basketball. Basically, what happened to him? It was bad. Who's gonna stop that? It's just unfortunate. The one thing, though, it's it's the pace of the... And I've been saying that a lot in the playoffs because on the playoffs, it's another level. Because it's a series, it's like setting the pace means so much more than in just like one regular season game where you don't even notice it. 
because you see the same teams play similar systems game after game after game where you get used to it quickly and you kind of see the identity of each team easier. Like it's just easier to highlight because you're watching it so much. Um, and the Avs set a pace that's like no other and they sustain it. Like much like the Carolina Hurricanes did in like round one, I say, but like the Avs have been doing it the entire playoffs. Every single series, every single game, they keep the same fucking pace and it's a high pace. And at times, guys, they can even elevate it to another level where they're like, okay, we actually like let a goal in, really setting like a crazy pace that they're matching. Now we got to go to like overdrive. And they have three lines that can do that. Again, no disrespect to McDavid and, and Dreisaitl. And even again, like Kane and Hyman, Nugent Hopkins, like they've all been playing good, but like it's just not enough. I just don't think it's enough. Because in hockey, I don't care if you're an offensive player too, like you have to play defense. Like yeah. you're gonna be skating backwards fifty percent of the fucking time, anyways. Especially with this team, and I just don't know if the Oilers are just as good overall as the Avs, and I don't think that they're gonna <coughs> they're gonna do anything similar to what they did to the Flames. I just can't see it based on how the Avs have been playing. I just can't see it, and the Avs aren't as injured. They're not even close. Like, guys are getting healthier. Not healthier, but, like, guys are coming back in the lineup, playing more minutes. Like, it's crazy. I saw Jack Johnson play one game. That terrifies me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Fair fair enough. enough. My my high-level opinion is that this series goes to the best player on either team, which means that we're going to get the Avalanche advancing because Kale McCarr is undoubtedly the best player on either team. Most important, at least. And I think that's going to be the difference maker. I think the Avalanche have way more on the back end with guys that can move the puck, advance play, and really counter because we know Edmonton's going to be aggressive. That's what mm-hmm. they have oh, yeah. to do. They're going to go work against the Flames. I'm sorry. Like, again, we thought the Flames looked great in the regular season. Their first line was like a top five line in the league, but they did not have the scoring prowess that the Colorado Avalanche have. And if they can turn around and move the puck up when Edmonton gets too aggressive, Good night, Jim Kite. Like, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Smith is not up to that task. He's, He's going to get burned, dude. He's going to get burned. So that's really, for me, what does it. Like, outside of that, like, I, I'm totally with Seth. I can see Edmonton at least making a push in some of these games. I'm not going to pick them to win, especially not in five, right? But, like, <laughs> I do think that Edmonton's going to get shit on pretty heavily going into this, and everyone's going to be looking at, like, a Colorado sweep or a Colorado in five. I'm going Colorado on six, but I'm pretty like it'll be six or less in my opinion. All the pressure is on the Avs in this series. And I think both teams are pretty pressure free. Well, yeah, no, I honestly, so I just I disagree because I, and again, it's like this is me, this is me again shitting on the Edmonton Oilers roster overall. But let's be honest, like roster aside, McDavid's been on this team how many years? They have to win. If you look at Crosby with the Penguins, like he's won, but. Huh? How, how long's my how long's McKinnon been in the league? I, the fuck I don't, kind of comparison I don't, is that? I don't put McKinnon at this like the same level. Like let's be like, with, like what? As a McDavid, I'm McDavid is is like the best of the best, the cream of the crop right now. The fact that he hasn't won a cup yet, that's that's what the pressure that's that's what the pressure is on. Them oh, right so we're now, just talking about the top one of the league, not the top players of the league, the top one player. I'm just talking about McDavid in this case right now. And just to, to counter what, what Seth said, I think the pressure is, is just as much there, if not more, just because of, and maybe this is just in Canada. It, it might just be because like the fact that that team hasn't done anything with that player up here anyways, and this is what the media runs with. It's just like, it, it's embarrassing. It really is. Cause, and then they'll throw other examples of teams who've been able to just be more competitive, actually won championships with, with players who are, Similar ilk, Alicidney Crosby, or or players, you know, e- even even worse. But anyways, I I just think of the pressures, it's equal or maybe even more for the Edmonton Oilers or best David team, himself. Best team in the Western Conference for a large majority of the season. The expectations for them coming into the year were to get to or win the Stanley Cup. I don't know what what the. the what were the expectations for Edmonton coming in? Make the oh, playoffs. No. <laughs> yeah. I just, it just doesn't like, and this is, it's a weird thing it's, to say, but it just like, it doesn't, the perception of it, it doesn't matter because it's just like enough's enough with this guy. And that's just like, 
how is it enough's enough with this guy, Isha? He he's literally the only one on that team that doesn't have to stress out about it because everyone, including all of the media outlets all over Canada, know that it's not Connor McDavid's fault that they haven't done shit. It's every fucking donkey manager that's had their hands on this organization that's able to sign Koskinen to a three-year extension as he's getting fired. It's a joke. He has had Dude, no help in constructing that I roster. Ag- man, I agree it's with no you. no pressure on him. I agree with you, but the casuals, and I'll just label them the casuals, they There's don't no give casuals f- in Canada. Oh, just go to Facebook. Go to fucking Facebook. <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying? Like, let's put, let's say, like the Facebook commenter casuals, that all they see is Oilers losing again with the best player in the world. Because let's be honest, and I don't want to say that, like, we're smarter than the average folk, but okay, I'll say it. We are. You know, like, we're actual sports fans. We're a lot of hockey fans up here just follow the crest and watch their team on TSN or, or CBC, right? Like, and those ones, a lot of them even pay to go to games because they just want to be entertained. They don't follow every little thing. And they're fed up. They're fed up. And it may not be fair or not, but the pressure is going to be there regardless. Did I even get my prediction? Five. What did I say? Five? Edmonton's going to win one. Um, actually, you know what? I'm gonna agree with Hoppy. Six, uh, Avs taking the six. Like, Mc- <laughs> this is the respect coming out. McDavid and Drysdale are just that good, man. They're just that good. They help win two games. Uh, don't forget Cody Cece. Oh, how could I forget? Yet another defenseman whose entire life was reformed by the Pittsburgh Penguins. <laughs> God bless that boy. The former star in Ottawa. Hey, man, that's their fault for mismanaging him. He was a top four guy in Ottawa. He was a top two guy in Ottawa. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes I just forget about Ottawa, and it's literally our nation's capital. Well, you'll remember when both the Kachucks are there in a year. Do you think Maddie's going there? And Kevin Fiala. And Kevin Fiala? Fiala's not going there. Kev's either in L.A. or in New Jersey. I think How there's much, an outside shot at Anaheim, though. Do they I like Anaheim. Mil, they have 40 would, mil in cap. How crazy is that? I would really cap like... I'm, I'm coming around on the Kings, and Anaheim is sneaky, too, I think. Dude, that's the one that I... I, I think, what was it, Isha? A couple months ago, I said it was Devils, Ottawa, and Anaheim. But yep. LA has snuck up out of nowhere on me, and I'm like, yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Well, well, and Brett, like, on, our, on our Wednesday segment, we do armchair GM. Like, Brett's basically salivating over... The fit for Fiala in LA and like all the prospects and stuff that they have, they've been paying us back with. And it's it's funny because like I wouldn't expect for how much Brett hates Drew Doughty, I wouldn't expect him to like really follow the Kings. I guess he just hates the player, loves the team. Hate watch. Hate watch. I guess guess that's a thing. Actually, no, it's not. I don't watch the Canadians and Maple at all. I just hate watched the Rangers. Hate watching. Hate watching is absolutely a thing. Do you guys watch Green Bay and just like enjoy it? If they lose. Oh, if weird. they lose, yeah, lotion's gonna be low in the household. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think if like I do that even with like like MMA and stuff, but no, like I I have to be cheering for. I disagree. Uh, You'll watch any MMA; it doesn't matter. That's that's true. I watch fucking cage fucking warriors this weekend because there's no UFC. <laughs> hate watching is where I'm at with like anything Major League Baseball right now. If I'm flipping through and I see baseballs on, I'm like. What is this? I won't even do that to myself. I'll go for a run. See, I don't hate watching sports. <laughs> I'd rather exercise than fucking watch baseball. <laughs> so I feel better about myself than them. Like, I'm more of an athlete than these bums. Baseball sucks. I shouldn't say that. They got hell of an arm. Most of them. And they can hit. They can kind of run, too. Yeah, I take that back. <laughs> We just oh. got to listen live to the thought process for Isha as he breaks oh, down sh- whether or not he's more of an athlete than a professional baseball player. Nice. Dude, and that wasn't even with any hippie lettuce to influence it. So. <laughs> <laughs> you hear those train of thoughts as they go. Um, I'm fucking Z's messaging me now. Are you guys in Streetbart? <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to record. I'm like, Z, it's like almost fucking midnight. Tell him to come like, in yes. here. No, he's got to. No, he has to. He's record. got buds. He has he has responsibilities, <laughs> and it's midnight over there. So. He has duties. He has I duties. know. I know how that goes. <laughs> no, I, I prefer to use the word responsibilities <laughs> than duties. Duties um, sounds funnier. 
That is true. That is true. Um, God, we've gone off the rails, but we but we accomplished what we needed to. We got our predictions done. We got our predictions done. We had a great guest on the show, and Seth, as always. Um, Seth always answers the bat signal last minute. I absolutely love it. I'm, I, Seth, I, I just want to say, like, I'm never going to take advantage of it. But, like, today we were like, oh, we need to do one of these. We need the bank one. And I was like, honestly, Seth's our guy. We'll throw him a message. We'll give him the option to do it 24 hours like later if he needs to. But, uh, hey, you, you answered the bat signal. You're here. You may not have a beer in hand, but uh, I appreciate you uh, chiming in on this uh, prediction show. Yeah, I uh, I underestimated the lack of liquor stores being open on Memorial Day, but that's uh, that's okay. That's my fault. But I was gonna say you're looking a little pale right now. Happy to uh, happy. To, this is Woodford Reserve, by the way. No, I'm kidding. Not I honestly would not have been surprised. I would not have been surprised. Four spread fingers deep. Nope. Yeah, I can't do that again. That's like that's it's too much. Oh, man. Try to do that re- before recording an episode. It does usually not go well. By the way, but before we leave, I will talk about this beer because I'm getting a little buzz on off of it. 8.5%. Uh, the Conviction, double IPA. Uh, definitely, you know, I mean, it's a double IPA. It's hoppy as fuck. But I would say that even like a non-craft beer drinker wouldn't think that it was too hoppy. Um, Can never have too hoppy. Mosaic and Simcoe mix. Isn't that like... Recipe for success, Hoppy. Isn't that what we've heard? Like, Simple really good. Is, is quite nice. A nice, like, darker, thicker tone to it and just full of flavors. Full of flavors. Not not too sweet. <laughs> What's it taste like? It's full of flavors. Full of flavors. Well, it says El Dorado and Chinook. I don't think that uh, <laughs> describes it well enough. A lot of things going on. Oh. It tastes like... um. It tastes like a hazy IPA would versus like a, a double IPA because it's not as hoppy as I'd expect. It's a little bit more sweeter and balanced. How's that? A little bit better explanation? Well, I wasn't, I didn't mind the explanation. I just well, I know it you didn't. Well, I know you didn't. <laughs> That's not what it is. Oh, this is a really weird and nerdy can. It's going on about know, a bunch of medieval nerd shit. Anyways, let's wrap this up. Let's medieval up. nerd shit. Fucking yeah. nerd. Some fucking. Game of Thrones garbage shit. How Mike Smith slayed the dragon. Hey, you. No, no, no. There's only one player who slayed the dragon. His name is Alex Burroughs. Don't fucking throw that other bullshit at me. Oh, yeah. You guys aren't from BC. <laughs> the radio call in, Bill's, in BC was, he slayed the dragon when we beat Chicago. Finally. And like, that's uh, that that's our that's our thing. That's Burroughs. How'd, how'd that end? I mean, we made it pretty pretty far. Got past Chicago, so it was fun. Banner, we got past Chicago. <laughs> dude, honestly, <laughs> honestly, this I be fun. Team. We're gonna come up with so many banners dude, this year. <laughs> I, I, dude, the all banner, banner season. We should have the all banner team. We could, we could find one that we had. We could legitimately find like four banners to probably <laughs> to give them. But uh, and to be honest, I wouldn't even be embarrassed if the Canucks put that up because well fucking deserves four years in a row that the Sidians couldn't get by by them. And in game seven, uh Alex Burroughs. Oh, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. Anyways, I digress. What a loser. Now you're gonna know where speaking, my lotion speaking is of, speaking of losers, Isha, I don't know if uh, I'm catching you off guard here, but we probably should talk about the absolute nonsense that occurred in 2018 i believe from the good old canadian boys oh yeah <laughs> i mean by all means let's get into it uh explain well, well a little I mean, off first... guard but let's get into it. i did i did read up about it but yeah yeah and i don't have the exact details here let's just say i believe it was eight players if i recall correctly again that number stands to be corrected because chl players chl players CHL players that were, I mean, what was it? It's It was some gala, Isha? Yep, yep. I'm not familiar with the gala, but basically a handful of players from, uh, was it was it World Junior? World Junior, yep. Yep, World Junior. Kids on Team Canada took a lady to a hotel room and proceeded to do pretty awful things for an extended period of time. And... It is just coming to head now because she was afraid to come forward, supposedly. 
And there's some uh, pretty big names from that 2018 roster. And actually, let me pull it up here real quick, Isha. Um, so while, while you you're... put it up, uh, I'll explain. I just brought up uh, one of the articles actually here from CTV News in in, in Canada, uh, from the Canadian Press. Um, yeah, you, you're correct in in saying that the woman now 24 um, has sued actually Hockey Canada because it was like a Hockey Canada gala for 3.5 million dollars <laughs> in damages. The the suit was settled, and I mean the the amount was not released. But I mean, these are obviously very serious allegations as we like, you know, take a left turn here to, to get a little serious before we end off the show. Thanks for, thanks Hoppy for, for reminding me on this topic because it, it does need to be highlighted here. And you said it, the, the woman claimed and, you know, they settled. So the woman, I, we, I, I, I'd have to say that it, it's true um, that she was sexually assaulted by eight members of the 2018 Canadian World Junior Hockey Team. And, it, 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 oh. and then with further you know, um, news that it did confirm. That's why we said CHL, that the eight were CHL players, which eliminated some suspects who might've been on the team who played in the NCAA or, or outside of the CHL. Yeah. So, so far your boy, Ken Campbell has released a handful of players that were not like have been ruled out from being like looked at for this. Yep. So we've got Victor Mete, Cal foot, um, Makar, Fabro, and Gadjevich. I don't know if I'm pronouncing yeah. that right. Yeah, yeah, but former former Canuck. So that's five down out of the now what was it twenty guys. Mm -hmm. So I guess we're gonna see this slowly get whittled down. It's gonna be a pretty weird, awkward process. Well, and some of them are playing in the National Hockey League, guys. So, right. I mean, the statement from Hockey Canada is, we will endeavor to determine the underlying facts and to extend an extent this may involve players who are now in the NHL. We would determine what action, if any, would be appropriate, uh, said the NHL and Hockey Canada in a joint statement. So, I mean, what a, what a shit year and another stain on the sport and culture of men's hockey, boys. I just can't even fathom that. Like, in what world up. is that something that I don't get it? Yeah, and it's and it, it goes back to like I don't know, sport like frat boy sports culture almost. Like, and CHL would kind of be in that. They're like the the highest level prestige pros of junior hockey. The, that, that kind of entitlement that would kind of go into that culture term that I just laid out there, you know, is it, it's kind of the same. It's kind of the same there. And it, that's just what's prevalent in a lot of these cases. Young men all kind of brought up in that same development, hockey development path. And man, like it's, it just hasn't stopped since like 80s, 90s, 2000 and, and now even in the day of social media where things are so easily leaked, it's like, it's still going on. You'd think that like, and it's kind of like terrible to say, but you'd, you'd, you'd fucking learn to, Oh, I can't get away. With, even just at that shittiest level of like, I can't get away with this for like the shitty minds out there, let alone just being a fucking good human and not wanting to perform in any of these shitty acts and, and just terrible things. It's, it's just crazy. And it blows my mind. I was shocked when I, when I read about it, to be perfectly honest, boys. And what's crazy, it's like, I was shocked, yet I was like, here we go again. Here's another one going into the summer. Yeah, it's, and I actually am hearing about this for the first time as we're recording. Um, you just feel awful that um, the girl involved has had to, like, have this bottled up for being not being comfortable coming forward to present it because you know the nhl is going to be involved because of a lot of the players being involved now being at the nhl level and not only that but just th there are a lot of just real scummy people on the internet and so not wanting to come forward because when your name gets out there you're going to have to deal with those people. Like it's just, it's just a. Well, dude, it was four years ago, two years after when she's probably like, 
starting to be able to, and again, I don't want to speak on behalf of anyone, but I'm just saying from experience of like, cause I've worked with some trauma victims as well. And <laughs> in the past life of mine before media, like there's no timeline, but a year to two years start to get tools, even in your tool to help you process and manage life again. And then a pandemic hits and you it's, you can't hire a lawyer. Pro I mean, I don't know her situation. But I'm just saying like, I'm just saying spitting spitballing here that like, I'm sure financially was hard throughout that time too that's another pressure we all felt that here the whole world did did on top of that kind of stuff then like i'm not surprised it's coming out now given what the whole world went through and what she went through but like just it just makes me sick man and, and it's just crazy because in canada right now uh um a pretty famous band in in canada their lead singers trials going on and pretty successful guy successful band and he was grooming and is being charged with like raping 15 and 16 year olds and like that trial's going on right now and like you know toronto and canada news outlets are commenting on this and that and it's just like this makes you feel sick when you i still i don't read the morning paper i now scroll my news apps and it's just like are you fucking kidding me like it's just a stain on you know it's the canadian hockey league it's chl and with you know on the music side it's just it just really sucks right now it's just it was it was a bad week for news last week, boys, like with everything going on, especially with, oh man, like with what happened in the States too, with, you know, in Texas and everything. So I don't know. I mean, again, Hoppy, I appreciate you bringing it up because we kind of have to talk through it, but it's just, it's horrible. Another stain on, you know, the sport that we love, the sport that like we cover <laughs> passionately. And it's just like, what, what needs to be done? I, I, I don't fucking know. Well, and it just feels like it escalates too. Like every time a new story surfaces, it's, it's worse. worse than the last. Like now, like I'm hearing about this and like I'm thinking back to the Kyle Beach stuff, which was horrendous, but it's like, huh, all right, move aside, I guess. Like this is beyond what I thought that like hockey players would be capable of. And that's well, and, like any person. But and and for all the ones that we hear about, you know, the the number of those stories that are not sure reported out there that yep. you don't that you don't well dude and this is high level chl that's why it's big news like what about like i don't know the junior b level and like the teams that i covered i'm sure shit has gone down i'm I, I, i've you know i was hanging out with these boys all season like i know how some of them were not maybe maybe my, it's, it's it's not cool to judge but again with all these stories of how hockey culture is, like I wouldn't be surprised, and that's what makes me sick. That if it was even at that level, yeah, and it's like it's it's the trickle down effect. Like you, all the way up the line. Well, if if they're doing that up there, then why can't I do that? It just like it just is a mentality that has to be completely erased. And I hope when more of you know our generation, the good apples, the ones like us here our involved generation. in hockey. Well, Hoppy, like, like, no, hold on. Hold on. Like, like, uh, like, like Joe, for example, your, your brother who does coaching, I hope more better apples get into coaching, getting into development that just foster, you know, who can pick up signs of it quicker and maybe, maybe help. I don't know, it's, I'm not blaming it on coaches, man. It's I'm not blaming. No, thing. I'm not blaming it. I'm not blaming it, but I'm saying that maybe there's something that can help foster better, Invite. I don't better invites. I don't know. I mean, maybe dude, what it, what it takes is telling a coach they have to stay in the locker room for the entirety of post and pregame activities, yeah, that's and that's true. just never going to happen. Like, yeah. you can be the best coach in the world, you can be the best example, and as soon as you leave that locker room, no fucking rules. Yeah. yeah. That was more my point. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. There's no answers. It's just it fucking sucks, and I hope. Uh, I hope whatever she got in the settlement helps her heal. Well, and I was going to say that what we get, what we can do is come down fucking hard on the people that get revealed. Like, mm -hmm. Oh, like yes. whether, whether it's league discipline or anything like that, like social media is a scary place and I don't want death threats. I don't want that kind of shit, but you can let the people know how big a scumbags they are because they are. And it, again, it's going to be crazy. I'm going to feel really bad for like the ninth and 10th guys that, weren't a part of it but they're the last two that get like moved off the list because at that point once you're down <laughs> to 10 when there's eight that were involved 
they're all getting skewered. We all they're know. all getting pummeled for it. And you know what? That's a that's a good point you bring up. And like this is kind of an extreme example. And again, like I don't wish this upon them. It's just like this. It's a similar tactic. And I remember this. Like I was in university, so like it's a university example, folks. Okay. But it was like a, a crim criminology course, and we went to tour the like the prison, and we talked to these two cops who were partners and investigators. One was definitely the good cop, and one was the bad cop. And and the bad cop guy, he 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 worked in one sector, was like the sexual abuse and sexual assault section, you know, sector. And there was one room, glass room in the prison yard, and when he was there, everybody knew why he was there and who he was talking to. And sometimes he would just sit there and not say a word and just say, I and the legal system don't have to do anything because these people don't handle what you did well inside. Translate that to social media. Once they're exposed of doing something that's this fucked up, not saying death threats or any of that, but just the terrible, you know, the terrible feeling of having to navigate now. Like, you know, a good fuck you to to them and, and maybe their careers, maybe they lose sponsors and, you know, hopefully I mean, should, that, hopefully that helps. But do we worry that people won't give a shit anyways in a year less? Like we just saw Vander Kane jump in and now be part of like the solution for the Oilers. And it's like, everyone's forgotten. We see Tony D'Angelo who just made it to game seven of the second round. It's like all water under the bridge. Well, no one gives a shit. Well, Even maybe, the Rangers players were all hugging him. Well, maybe it's on us then to not forget you know the, the the media the the content creators like us to not you know forgive and forget to, to remind the world of yes Kane may be doing some great things now and he's an amazing hockey player but he is always going to be a piece of shit <laughs> anyways always um, room for a piece of shit in the league right multiple now now that we've seen anyways but um like I said, it was a it was an important topic to get into here, and I appreciate uh, even if it was out of left field, hit me off guard, Hoppy. I I do appreciate it because I think it was an important conversation to have, and we joke around here. We uh we have fun with this podcast, right? Um, it's late in Minnesota, and you got you guys like we're we're staying up here. We we love doing this, but it's also like it's almost like a responsibility. Like I said, it's on us to talk about this kind of stuff too, and and not just push it under the rug and forget about it. Have the platform, use it absolutely absolutely oh man this 8.5 nine nine o'clock was not a good idea i'm gonna have to go to go for a little walk after this boys <laughs> oh jeez. oh man um final thoughts on the first half of the playoffs and moving forward boys what are we expecting this week i can't wait to be right about the uh Oilers Avalanche series. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna say. I just hope it has similar elements to the uh, Calgary series, the Battle of Alberta. It'll be fast. Just as It'll much chaos fast. as possible, please. I I'm hope hoping... that Tampa shows no mercy. I was just gonna say, I'm hoping for some drama in that Tampa Rangers series. Just a little bit of drama. What you want, Drew? Better hit someone else in the head with his elbow? No, I just like as far as maybe it's the real Rangers cool, man. Win, maybe how oh, fuck off. Maybe the opening, Rangers win three games, not two. Opening two, <laughs> opening two minutes of every game. Oh my god! Seriously, <laughs> it's not. He is a piece of shit, by the way. True. Oh, he's a scumbag. But whatever. I I digress. Um, I, I will say I think I'm on to minus tonight being the exception. Dude, Hurricanes road and home record in the playoffs. Do you see the difference between their jerseys? Those black jerseys are oh, filthy I, and their white jerseys like suck. Meh, who cares that's I, I've yeah. always loved their black jerseys. Always right. loved them. Yeah. But so that's cuz they've had them forever. Good, look at feel good play good. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Except tonight. <laughs> All right, well, so what do you got coming on lockdown? I know you're everything. I know you're still buzzing with the content. Yeah, we're navigating the offseason, um, trying to evaluate performances from the uh, regular season and the postseason for agency trades, trying to hit every topic we can to uh, get ready for everything that we'll see here once the offseason starts, still in playoff mode. But uh, we got plenty coming at you. Had a little bit of a Memorial Day weekend break, but we've got uh, new episodes ready to rock uh, first thing uh, in the morning. 
Awesome. Well, go check him out. Locked on Wild, YouTube, Rivigator Podcast. You all probably already follow Seth on Twitter, but if not, go give him some love. Ath, Seth. I almost said Toops again. Toops? I know. I was waiting for it. <laughs> right it's the Francais, bro. By the way, do you know Quebec just uh, made it illegal for to put any English signs anywhere in the province now? Why do they want French signs if they hate France so much? Oh, sorry. Uh, in- in- I said it made it illegal to put English signs. Right. Oh, because they hate France. I, I don't know, That's, that's what I've been told by a Canadian expert. So. It's a good question, but I know you're fucking. So with that, we're going we're gonna to sign off. It's over. I'll see you folks later this week. Don't fear. Just drink some beer. Stay wild.